Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe hey is Hey, man. What are you doing? <laughs> you having more? Are you doing more of those edibles? Yeah. Yeah, I like them shrooms, man. Yeah, them, <laughs> That's not cool. a, I mean, edible <laughs> cannabis. Oh, no, I don't touch that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I like mushrooms. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> like psilocybin mushrooms? I don't know what the heck they're called. Okay. They just are mushrooms. And what do they? What impact do they have on you? Well, man, I hold you. They send you into outer space, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just made the highlight real. Honest to be good for you. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Thanks for coming in. You can go yeah, now. That's cool, man. Cool. You've already accomplished all you can today, so you can move I'm on. I'm mellow, man. You slay me. All right, Eric's oh, calling us up here, so let's move along here. All right. Time, time for Sammy, Jamie to spring into action. Uh, we I got our first caller coming in right now. Sam Tyler is our fabulous oh. producer, so we appreciate no, her being over Sam there. All right, let's start at the beginning. On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Thank them. When you see Jason or the rest of the crew down there, thank them for being a big sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Had a good conversation them with them yesterday. My truck needed, the one that I'm in right now, needed a recall, and they downloaded loaded the recall while I was all you had to do was hit the start button and it downloaded the computer all by itself <laughs> so isn't that funny it's the strangest kind of recall something to do with trailering I don't know but anyway it's their truck anyway on the market sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company check them out at sunburymotors.com toll free line open call us 1-800-795-9565 you can email us at on the market over to kok.com and text us at 70236 include the keyword OTM. And we do have some unfinished business from yesterday. Of course, we had Congressman Dan Muser on our program, and our friend E.B. just, oh, thought it was horrible. He says, it's disgraceful that Dan Muser came on the show yesterday to spread lies. A quick fact track check is in order. Bruce Reinhardt, the judge who signed off on the Mar-a-Lago warrant, defended former employees of Jeffrey Epstein, not Epstein himself, as Muser falsely claims. Let's also remember that Donald Trump was a close personal friend of well, Epstein's, so Trump as claimed. was Bill Clinton, but we don't mention that, do we, E.B.? Muser, well, Trump claimed he was a friend of Epstein, but Epstein said he never met him. never met him, okay. Muser also said that Reinhardt was a, quote, big donor to the Democrats, unquote. It's accurate that the judge donated 1000 bucks to Barack Obama's campaign all the way back in 2008, but he also donated 500 to Jeb Stewart, or Jeb Bush's presidential campaign in 2050. Jeb Stewart hasn't run for anything in a long time. My Civil War you only missed it by 100 in. years. Yeah, Muser conveniently leaves that out, presumably because he knows it undermines the smear campaign he's waging. Of course, for Republicans, protecting Trump comes before everything else. Facts matter, especially from an elected official. That Muser would come on your show and distort facts is 
inexcusable. Yeah, I agree. And we really thank our audience. We do have some good facts checkers out there that call in like Chris and uh, EB sends us a note that, uh, you know, does the fact check. We appreciate that. Joe and I don't know these everything. These are alternate facts. There are alternate facts here. <laughs> well, that's, oh, that's true. <laughs> Excellent point. Yes, you started that in 2016. But, uh, yeah, Excellent. Thank you so much, E.B., for doing that. We appreciate that. And uh, that's very helpful. We'll send this information to Congressman Users Peeps so they know the truth without your email or name, of course. I'm sure they'll be delighted to receive it. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, I would think Congressman Muser, when he ran for office the first time, said he wanted to be a common sense, nonpartisan uh, leader that would go and work for solutions. Then he met a man named Trump and everything changed. But uh, I still think, you know, and for some reason, I, I see this in Congressman Muser. We just don't hear it. I still see that nonpartisan good government person in there. It's just that uh, when he gets to the talking points, that's all that comes out. You know, that's all you hear. Well, don't you think maybe he's a man of principle who believes what he says? Oh, I think he believes what he says, but I just think, you know, if, if, you, if you're obsessed with good government and pushing this country forward and helping America and adhering to the Constitution, is your primary concern when you get an open mic the fact that uh, Joe Biden is a hair sniffer or something like that? I mean, using talking points instead of well, look at EB, actual here. answers. The orange man, the rotten, rat in Infested Mar-a-Lago. Where is there where any any sense at all of balance in what he writes? There is none. Well, EP's just on the street corner talking suppose about. Suppose he were our congressman. I, that's my point. Well, I'm Let's sure he would behave his, differently. If oh yeah, sure Congress. he would. Yes, he'd be working across the aisle saying, "My dear Republican friends, how can we come up with a plan that benefits our citizens?" So you're saying he would not be doing that. Partisan vitriol is a problem on both sides? Yes, that's okay. exactly what I'm saying. Well, shoot. I don't think Congressman Muser was out of line. I mean, he obviously stated the Republican viewpoint on these things. And if a guy defended the employees of Jeffrey Epstein, in what regard? Was it in relation to Epstein's bad behavior? If it was, then I think it's a valid point that he was connected with Epstein's bad behavior. And so what? I mean, so Epstein was a accused criminal and some of his... Actually, uh, he was a convicted criminal, was, was he not? Yes, and some of his people were also in trouble. And, uh, and his including friend Giselle, uh, I think, is going to be in jail right. for a long period of time. She's in hot water, so... But they haven't released the airplane flight logs, and of course he's worried about Donald Trump, but he doesn't have any concern about Bill Clinton. <laughs> the airplane. Oh, the flight logs that would show President Clinton going to right. to uh, the island. And who else was on that plane? <laughs> All right. Mike, 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 Mike. Welcome on board. Thank you for calling in. It wasn't Eric after all calling in right away. So we are talking about uh, the Mar-a-Lago search a little bit, but you are calling about the upset. Uh, no, it wasn't an upset. It was predicted. Uh, the ch oh, that's yeah, good, good, good point. Yeah, the uh, defeat of Liz Cheney. Yeah, I I watched her on uh, TV last night. She she does present herself very well when she's at the podium. But to me, it sounded like she was running for president down the line. I agree. And lo and, be and lo and behold, this morning I already got a robocall, and it said, "Hi, this is Liz Cheney. My pronoun pronouns are done and gone." 
<laughs> well, and I think she also, uh, in, in some remarks yesterday, somewhere, somehow, or in an interview, said she's got uh, all kinds of money, and she's working to, I mean, money that donors have contributed, and she's working in a, you know, a dozen different states and doing different things and showing up at political functions around the U.S. All of this, of course, she's going to become one of the, what, 20 candidates who want to run for president in the U.S.? But here's the question. Did she, over the past two years, represent the people who sent her to Congress? Or was she per, uh, pursuing her own personal agenda, which was, I hate Donald Trump? Well, she's obsessed with the Constitution in truth, so I, I guess you're That's kind of in a quandary. because she agrees with you that Donald Trump is less but than But if stellar. you have the suspension of disbelief so bad that you think the Constitution is bad and Trump is good, what what do you think a congressperson no should do? No, 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 Mark. Yeah. Who, who thinks the Constitution is bad and Trump is good? Well, I yeah, think who? the Constitution calls for us to have fairly elected individuals take over as president. And we had a president who said, no, we're not going to do it that way. We're going to do it my way. We're going to come up with fake electors and switch the attorney general that will overturn things. And we'll make sure that certain Trump-supporting Republican congressmen uh, in unwisely vote no to during the certificate of during the certification of electors. I mean, and we'll make sure that, uh, you know, a crowd is all riled up and maybe even gets violent when it comes time to so, post-election so rally. So uh, leave and go home, peace, go home peacefully is riling the crowd up? Well, I think I mean, that, that's, what, that's what he said. Well, that's just his liability yeah. transfer. I think <laughs> if you listen to all of his rhetoric up to then, not just that sentence, you know, that certainly would be in his favor if you were going to do the scales of justice that. Plus, he said something else about well, let, let's uh, leave Donald to be Trump peaceful. I want to say I'm going to talk about Cheney, and I and I will say this: if she comes out and she campaigns as a conservative, libertarian, libertarian Republican, she would get my vote. I mean, it's it's that simple, okay? And now, as far as Trump is concerned, I took him seriously, but not literally. When he said things, I didn't take him literally. I took him seriously, and I believe that his uh, track record with the economy and jobs and all that over the four years proved that. Now, and this is where, you know, you've said you have some good fact checkers out there. And I, and I want them to, to listen what I have to say here because I want to be fact checked. Evidently, we had an inflation reduction bill that was uh, just signed into law. And the president promises that he's going to reduce the deficit by $300 billion over the next 10 years. My math says that's $30 billion a year. Now, we're running, we've run over $2 billion for the last two years, and that's going to come down, but I expect the next one possibly to be, you know, around $1.5 trillion. Okay, so if, you, if we reduce the $1.5 trillion by $30 billion, that comes out to about two cents on the dollar, okay? So to me, we're living, you, I, you mentioned it already, we're, we're going by narratives and we're making decisions by narratives, and half of them aren't true. They're probably more than half of them aren't true, and we're making decisions on that. And, and I'm just kind of fed up with the, the mainstream media and their narratives and the Democrats and Republicans both with their narratives. I want a government that's uh, working for me. I want a government that says, hey, we have an illegal immigration problem, and we're not going to say the border's closed when we know it's not. We're going to do something about the border. We're going to have legal immigration. We're going to have people that follow the rules to get here. And, you know, we're just going to clean up the southern border, and then we're going to look at the energy situation, and we're going to say, hey, 
We're going a little bit overboard here, trying to ram down global warming and the greenhouse gas things down our throats when we really have to worry about the economy and that. So let's take a balanced approach. And to me, we don't have any of that down there in Washington, D.C. So I'm, I'm kind of fed up. And like I said, last thing I'm going to say is if Liz Cheney came out as a conservative, libertarian, Republican that wanted to straighten out the economy, she would get my vote. Well, let's remember that uh, something that was said a long time ago, and it's probably very true in regards to Donald Trump, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean someone isn't out to get you. And I think that Donald Trump's view of the election results is wrong. I, I don't think he proved it. But I can understand that if you saw one or two minor things that, you know, went wrong with the election and looked like they could have been the result of some kind of plan, that you would you would feel that way. You would want to catch on to something. You wouldn't want to say to, my, to your yourself, I have been repudiated by the American people. I don't think anybody would like to say that. Uh, the only person I ever know that handled that rather well was Jimmy Carter, who I think became the best ex-president we ever had after being one of the worst presidents we ever had. I agree with you 100 percent. Trump was his own worst enemy. There's no doubt about it. But when, when, when half of the people, not half, probably a little less than half, half of the people feel that the election was not fair that is a problem. You know, the, our government, we, in, in Washington, they have a, 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 an attitude now that we have to make everything fair, we have to make everything equal, we have to make everything perfect, but the reality is half the people think that election wasn't fair and that there was cheating, that there was, you know, skirting the rules with all this uh, money from all the tech companies coming in and, and harvesting ballots and all that. So to me, why don't we clean up the election system? I mean, they had a problem in Florida uh, what was that when uh, Bush was run? I forget the year, and you know the hanging Chad thing, and they cleaned their system up down there, and I think people are happy with that. So if Florida can do it, why can't the country do it? Well, and unfortunately, it, you know the nation, the national, the federal government doesn't run elections. The Democrats did have one idea for some election reforms. I don't think that passed, did it? Yeah, that what? that wouldn't wasn't allowed through because they couldn't get the uh, get past the filibuster. You're talking about here in Pennsylvania? No, or? no, in, in nationally, the national republic or national Democrats had an election reform plan that went down. Right, so. but it didn't include tough voter ID at the polls. Right, it didn't. Well, it wasn't really an election reform bill. And plus, uh, it some folks said. It would nationalize elections if it set standards that were too high for some states uh, to achieve. You know, subsequently nationalizing elections was the, the buzzword that was given to it, though it wasn't really that. It was just, you know, identifying some best practices and ordering states to try to utilize those. But in any event, yeah, there's no motivation in Pennsylvania to get any election reform through. You know, there is a one, I think one of the constitutional amendments relates to elections that's coming through but you know the governor vetoes everything so it's hard to say what the mood of pennsylvania is but each state you know we got 50 little remedies are necessary so who knows if we'll see but some states have made what they say are progress now some states i think have digressed but um some states have progressed but you're right and i think the yeah i, I think i agree with you mike that the election w wasn't stolen but it sure was fishy you know because each well, state a lot of democrats states change things and republican in pennsylvania, states they did changed too. the rules at the last minute right well that's what that would be a democrat state changing right. things or well a democratic yeah. governor yeah. running the thing and, and look what happened in Georgia. They evacuated the vote counting center for, quote, a water main break. And it turned out to be an over 
run what do you call overflowing toilet okay you know when when do you evacuate a civic center for an overflowing ter- toilet it just doesn't happen you know depends so on what's it, in the it, toilet mike <laughs> brother well obviously that that could be true there could be some you know biological weapon overflowing out of the toilet and you want to evacuate it but in this case it was you know it's supposedly a clogged up uh, commode and so, you know, so yeah there's enough things that made people very uncomfortable with it and they didn't see any progress into rectifying that so people are rightfully upset just like people are upset that illegal aliens are flooding across the border uh, our government is letting people in you know that just show up and they're transporting them all over the country we have no idea how much that costs we have no idea how they decide where they're going to be relocated to and what are the end game what's the purpose of this what do we expect to gain out of it mike no they're not being they're not being honest mike do you have a presidential favorite in 2024 at this particular time no fair enough just checking all Thanks, right mike Appreciate thank you so call much sir comments sir thank you appreciate that right. oh i'm sorry i cut off his goodbye sorry about that 1-800-795-9565 is the open phone we just talked about six different national issues so what's your view on these topics truth only 1-800-795-9565 you can email us at on the market and text us at 70236 there's something to be said about a sale with a handshake a service technician who really knows what he's doing they can explain it in english what the problem is there's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area that's sunbury motors where you get selection knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget and more important that friend you can trust welcome to sunbury motors kia ford and hyundai you could chop other dealers and compare prices but at sunbury motors you get their lowest price promise they research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest if you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Yesterday we talked about searching for truth as it relates to the surveillance cameras. GatewayPundit.com, which Joe says is a conservative website and is fake news, right? No, that's what Wikipedia, what they say on Wikipedia about okay. it. But the fact says that some of what they say is true, but some of it is pants on fire. Okay, last week Eric Trump admitted the Trump family had the security footage and caught the FBI's behaving badly. Badly on it. He was on the Hannity show. Sean Hannity said, well, you you still have the surveillance tape. Is that correct? Are you allowed to share that with the country? Eric Trump said, absolutely, Sean, at the right time. And your body cam point was spot on. That's why the cops were body cam. <laughs> where? Cops but it were says were cam. body cams. <laughs> but they don't tell you. Uh, they don't tell you to turn off cameras. They want transparency, and that's not what happened here. Well, anyway, he says that they do have security footage. And there was another report, I can't attribute it, I'm sorry, but uh, that said President Trump was watching on the CCTV as the um, 
the yeah, raid was underway. Somewhere, I don't know where where I saw that. Don't remember where I saw it, but uh, right. I heard that too. Right. Oh, that was yesterday. Somebody called in. He was supposedly he was in his attorney's office. We discussed that yesterday. Okay. And I asked why he was in his attorney's office so early in the morning, but they said uh, you said 10 o'clock was his appointment with the attorney. All right. Well, 10 a.m. Eastern. Well, that's when the search. Oh, I don't know when his appointment was with the attorney. That's when the raid started, according to you know X report. Who knows? Anyway, one of our listeners says, I wish Mike would get a hobby and stop spreading nonsense on the radio. Maybe build a ship in a bottle. Empty red Kool-Aid bottles. Maybe that would be great. Come on, Tom. <laughs> Work with us here. Let's, why can't we all just get along? Who said that? Why can't we all just get along? Um, I forget the guy. Rodney King. Right. When? After he was beaten and the Los Angeles went into riot mode. What year? Oh, gosh. Why, why do you need to know the year? Was because you love history. Somewhere in the 80s. In the 80s. Okay. I think. Somewhere maybe 90, early 90s, late 80s, somewhere in that neck of the woods. Okay? And then our friend E.B. has another comment. He just can't get over these Republicans. <laughs> They're over ruining the his Over the past few weeks, Republicans have overwhelmingly voted no on gun safety, protecting our environment, protecting marriage equality, lowering health costs, and capping insulin prices. Let this serve as a reminder that Republicans have zero interest in doing anything to benefit the American people. What do they care about? Overturning elections whose outcomes they don't like, spreading racism, and defending the orange idiot who incited an insurrection and stored top secret documents in a safe in his dump of a Florida golf club. And the GOP vote Democrat this November. You know, E.V., you know what you don't mention? And I think you talked Here about Dan go. Muser and whether or not he was telling the truth. But he, he said yesterday, the Democrats have claimed that no one under earning under $400,000 will be audited by these giant influx of IRS agents. And so Congressman Muser put a, a, uh, an amendment to the bill that would make it illegal that for them. Codify that. Right. Codify that and make it illegal for them to do it. And who voted against it? The Democrats, E.V. Be, not the Republicans, but the Democrats. And what did the final bill say about who would be audited? It doesn't say anything. It just that's the assurance that we have from President Biden. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing in the bill, are you sure? No, I'm pretty sure there's nothing in the bill. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at on the market and text us at 70236. We're talking about common sense solutions that will help our country. No, we're not. Uh, no, we're not. We're talking about Republican <laughs> lies and Democrat. Democrat hypocrisy. All right. Dan, thanks for calling in. You just couldn't stand it, could you? You had to call right now. <laughs> hey, right. You know, I say good riddance to Liz Cheney. Hope she never runs again for anything. Mm, what a Trump hater she was. And I, I don't feel like Mike feels... I couldn't vote for her, no matter what she ran for. Well, yeah, she's got some sort of a national campaign. I'm sorry I can't encapsulate this better, but she did talk in an interview that she's got a lot of people in place in a lot of states and doing a lot of work and has started to either appear or, sh or send people to, uh, you know, like Iowa and, and places where the primaries are, you know, where some name recognition is going to matter in the years ahead. Sure, sure come out with about one or two percent if she tries to run for president and she does yeah she uh, I, I can't say anything great that she's done but the well, she's a good conservative she's a hater <laughs> that's, that's the problem you can't run on hate 
you can't just because you hate Trump, it doesn't make you right. And she was obsessed. Doesn't make you wrong either, Dan. It does, it does too. <laughs> no, you it doesn't. Hate. <laughs> hate don't get you anywhere in this world. Well, if you vote against somebody, if you vote against somebody, it doesn't necessarily mean you hate them. She spoke out against Donald Trump because she felt he was violating the Constitution. There ought to be room in the Republican Party for all schools of thought, because otherwise we're just like the Democrats. We don't want to hear something that we don't agree with. Joe, she hates President Trump. Come on. She dislikes his (laughs) his actions. No, sorry. You could... I'm sick. You know, Mark's right. I never saw vitriol like she had. And she, her, you know, she's a hawk. President Trump wasn't a hawk. He didn't get us in any wars. Uh, Cheney's got us in two wars that, that we're still suffering from. And look what that cost us. And that's another positive for Trump. He wasn't a hawk, just a common sense conservative that kept us out of war. That's another reason we like his policies, because he kept us away from war, besides everything else. So, uh, well, nothing stick. So far, nothing stuck that they've been trying to stick on Trump. And nothing will. They have nothing except hatred and vitriol against the man. And it's it's sad when you have that much hate for a person that you can't say anything good. It's really bad that we're in that state. But Dan, and you, you're missing. Us. She she had one of the best records voting in support of everything Donald Trump proposed. She voted with him far more than some other Republicans did. Uh, yeah. How do you I account for she, that? How do you account for that if she hates the man? she Like uh, a lot of us, she doesn't like the man personally, but she respected his policies and supported them. That makes her, yeah. I think, a pretty good Republican. Yeah, okay, whatever. You can, but she turned like a snake on him. It's not like a rattlesnake. (laughs) I don't, you know, what what was with that? Well, I know they said she voted 90%, but that's, I mean, how could you vote against a lot of his stuff? How could you if everybody should have voted with it? Aren't we going to the news? Um, I guess not. They have some sort of a technical glitch. We should be on CBS News over there. Right. This is WKO Case. Okay, so 1-800-795-9565 is our open phone on the market sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. Uh, we've been talking about, of course, the Mar-a-Lago search, a little bit of truth where the surveillance cameras on, and a Gateway Pundit doesn't actually say whether they're on or not, but that President Trump watched it from his attorney's office in New York, and uh, Eric said that they do have tapes of it, so something must have been left on. Eric didn't call in today, did he? No. Okay, that's what he said yesterday? Um, 
Eric Trump. Or did, oh, oh, Eric Trump. Okay, I thought sorry. you meant our caller, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> he called yesterday, but uh, not today. Or maybe not yesterday either. All right, 1-800-795-9565. If you are named Eric Trump, you may call us now at that toll-free line on the Mark Sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check him out at sunburymotors.com. Uh, you can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. And you can text us at 70236, and you include the keyword OTM. While we wait for our first caller to come in, I will go ahead and do the news headlines. Splendid idea. The C- <laughs> Thank you. The CSIU, along with other community partners, are organizing a crisis team for those affected by the tragedies in Berwick and Nescapec. The CSIU says the crisis team will consist of the CMSU and the Geisinger Behavioral Health Professionals to help make sense of the tragedies. Professionals will be available to hear from those affected today from 1 to 3 p.m. at the Berwick High School Cafeteria. The whole group and individual counseling as well as mental health appointment referrals will be available. The IU says a private session will be held earlier in the day for close family and friends of those affected. Counseling's available at the Shikolami High School after a 17-year-old student died in a crash last weekend. Shikolami School District announced on social media Monday it was saddened by the tragic loss of one of its high school students. They had counseling sessions yesterday and they'll be available today from 6 to 8 p.m. at the high school and the middle school. The race for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania is going to be one of the most expensive ever. John Fetterman with a double-digit lead over TV presenter Dr. Mehmet Oz. Dr. Terry Madonna, senior fellow for political affairs at Millersville University, says the candidates have not raised much money on their own, but that will change. Money is going to pour in huge sums of it. There's a Senate Republican PAC that's pledged $34 million. On the Democratic side, there's a Senate pact that's pledged $32 million. Beyond the obvious differences between the candidates, Madonna says this campaign will be one of the most expensive and most watched in the country, with the result possibly tilting the balance of power in the Senate. Tory Gates, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Penn Live is reporting that State Senator Doug Mastriano has proposed two October debates with the State Attorney General Josh Shapiro, his Democratic rival for governor. But this particular offer appears to be dead on arrival. The Republican nominees' proposed rules of engagement include cutting out all outside organizers and allowing debate questions from only campaign selected moderators. Uh, they were immediately rejected by Shapiro as an unserious proposal that his campaign argued would only encourage Mastriano's pattern of refusing to take questions from members of Pennsylvania's press corps. Uh, Mastriano's proposal called for the campaigns to jointly organize and pay for the 90-minute debates, which would be made available for broadcasting coverage by all news outlets, with each candidate getting to select one moderator of their choosing. The, pan, the plan would at once let all Pennsylvania voters have some chances to size up the candidates side by side while letting the Franklin County Republican stick to his secondary strategy of snubbing mainstream news outlets at every opportunity. Typically, he wrote, Republican statewide candidates fall prey to the trap of debates that are effectively a toe against one, a two against one matchup in the mainstream media who moderates the debates are unpaid advocates and ideological allies of the Democratic candidates, unquote, said Doug Mass. Mastriano. Shapiro's campaign said Tuesday they had no interest in working off of uh, Mastriano's uh, terms. 
And finally, more people will be able to go to the poll because there won't be basketball. The NBA has announced it will not schedule any regular season games on November 8th this year to encourage people to get out and vote. All U.S. House seats will be up for grabs this year, as well as 30 Senate seats in multiple gubernatorial races. This is a rare move for the league, as the only time it typically restricts games is on Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve and on the day of the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship game. All right, we talked a little bit about yes, we did. Liz Cheney. Actually, and we still are talking about her. Oh, okay. And Congressman Muser's comments yesterday, one of our fact checkers said he was wrong on the Epstein comment and wrong about something else. Uh, we still, I wouldn't say we still have a definitive fact on whether the cameras are on. It seems they were on, Joe but, says they weren't, so we'll see. But what we do have a, you know, a discussion about the uh, IRS agents and the fact that Dan Muser introduced a, a an amendment to the resolution or the bill uh, saying that they would not, or codifying, as you put it, incorrectly, that they would not audit, these new IRS agents would not audit anyone making less than $400,000. To which our friend Tom says, don't you think it would be stupid to announce that anyone making under $400,000 won't be audited? Yes, Tom, I do think that's stupid. So why did President Biden make that promise? I guess he was being stupid. I think he was talking about just the new the, the new wave of auditors that were supposedly that's right. going that's what we're after talking about. tax cheats and so on. The, the beefed up IRS, he said, would not go after people making less than $400,000. And instead would focus on? On closing the, the uh, finding the tax cheats in the higher income brackets. Okay, and corporations so and so on. So how many people are there in this country who make more than $400,000 a year? Just out of curiosity, that seems like a rather high salary to me, don't mm, you think? Probably 25% of the nation you makes think 25%? that much. Yeah. Oh, I I think that's high, Mark. I don't know. Right, you to, look that I'll up. I'll have to check. And but it does strike me that that's a fairly high percentage. Right. Okay. <laughs> 1-800-795-9565. One of our listeners says, Liz Cheney should move to New York State and run for senator as a Democrat. However, New York State may red flag her father. Why would they do that? 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you. So the answer, Mark, is 1.8%. Oh, is that it? Over 400000 Wow, Over that's four, nothing. According to the IRS, a $400,000 or more annual household income represents America's... Um, See, top 1.8% of income earners. Per the IRS publication, there were 154 million tax returns filed in 2019, plus approximately 2.8 million people earn over $400,000. So, oh, wow. we're going to take how many IRS agents? <laughs> that is bizarre. I thought we had a lot more uh, super successful, wealthy, or family wealth, or whatever people. Well, this oh, is individual okay. incomes. Family incomes, you might be right. I don't know. But in individual incomes, well. it's 1.8%. <laughs> so they're going to take, what, 87,000 IRS agents, I, I don't have a calculator with me at the moment, divided into 2.8 million people earning more than $400,000. Well, they would have 80-some thousand agents until, assuming they could find all these workers. Remember, we have a worker right. shortage. Nobody wants to work, so I don't know. They're, they're going to have to pull them out of their hat. and <laughs> or so, somewhere else. So, um, and uh, Plus, of course, a lot of people are still believing the rumor that you have to be heavily armed and be able to do tactical searches and so on to do this. I mean, that was the most cockamamie thing ever. But anyway, uh, so um, yeah, isn't that something? 40,000 agents 
agents to go after the uh, the 1%. Well, hey, guess they're going after the 1 87,000, isn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, total if they're if they're on board, 40 new ones on top of the 40 okay. that are this already there. This means that every one of those new agents only has to deal with 32 people. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I guess if, if that's they get the case, them, are they going to fire them in year 2? Cuz there aren't going to be more, there aren't going to be another 1.8 million people or 1.8%. Well, what about the next corporations year? though? I mean, they also talked about closing loopholes that relate to corporations and somehow catching um, Well, closing the loophole is something that would be done by, um, you know, legislative action. Okay. It wouldn't be done by the IRS agents. Now, the IRS agents would find people who took illegal advantage of Right, that's what I'm loopholes. talking about. Yeah, so how many corporations are there in the U.S.? Well, I don't know. I have to look that one up, too. Well, you look that up while uh, why, I... Uh, why would I look that up? Because <laughs> you've been asked nicely to do so. How many corporations? Uh, what kind? S corporations? And with this summary broadcast... How many corporation corporations of any kind with... How many corporations of any kind in the U.S.? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I'm going to guess uh, 300 million. Really? Yep. <laughs> well, if you're off as far as you were with mm -hmm. the last one... <laughs> Yeah, my ability to guess is usually pretty good, but right. I, I'm way off on this one. How many corporations in the U.S.? 1.7 million. Those are traditional C corporations. <laughs> what did I say? 300 million. <laughs> I'm farther off. <laughs> I'll oh, tell you, C corps. Well, but there's other kinds, too, and uh, S corps and um, other well, corps. Well, uh, let me finish it. Today, there are 1.7 traditional C corporations compared to 7.4 million partnerships and S corporations and 23 million sole proprietorships. Well, we're still a long way from We're still a long way from 300 million. I mean, there are only 350 million people in the country, right? Right. I figured everybody has a corporation. Do you have a corporation? No, I don't. Did you ever have a personal corporation? No. <laughs> what would I incorporate? Yeah, but then you'd have to have a board telling you what to do. That's great. I could see my personal board. Five people to tell one person what to do because I formed a corporation of myself. You already have a board. And she's listening to the yes, show. And she tells me what to do. Exactly. <laughs> Same as you have at home. Who needs a board when you have a CEO? All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. So, right what was your point with, that you were trying to make with this inflated number that you came oh, up with? Oh, just that there would be enough work. Well, with the one million corporations, well, now you can see there wouldn't be. And I the assume. one percenters, and the one. Per, well, maybe that's where the phrase one percenters came from. 400,000 and up. You that know. quite likely could I be I always the case. thought one percenters were thought to be the Glonkzillionaires. Well, $400,000 is a fairly substantial income. But it's not Glonkzill status. No. You make $400,000, but, but how long you're would it not take you? How many years of working for that would it take you to become a millionaire? By my count, three. Well, yeah, to be a millionaire, well, plus you probably have assets. You know, you're wisely investing right. in, in buying things and selling them and Unless so on. Unless you found some way to, smart. To, to have your living costs be $500,000 a year, you're probably going to make some money. <laughs> well, that's the American way. You know, buy a house in the Hampton because you have $400,000. But, uh, well, how far, let me ask you this, how far are you from glonkzillionaire status? I'm at least three quarters of a glunk away. Okay, so you got a while to go. <laughs> All right, folks, one 800 795 565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Uh, we did have some questions about Liz Cheney. We can talk about that. Uh, she went down to defeat rather soundly in the Republican Friday. I think yeah, we, we didn't get back to our Pledge of Allegiance that we closed with yesterday. We didn't have a chance to really talk about right. that. Right. One school board in the Midwest wants to get rid of the Pledge of Allegiance because of the reference to under God. On the school board, not in the classrooms themselves, but when they're uh, having, next. A, having a school board meeting. So we can chit-chat about that. One of our good listeners says, Mark, you talked about budget deficit. 
deficits, so we can read that email. We'll take some more. All right, this is it. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com and text us at 70236. I want to oh, include the uh, keyword OTM. I want to talk about the Sunbury Motor Company, and it's a family-owned dealership since 1915. They're located on 4th Street in Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspections, and nitrogen for tires. They're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can find them on the web at sunburymotors.com. Uh, you can build a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia to your precise specifications. If there's some accoutrements of one you would like to have, but you don't want it on another, you can order one up. Uh, they do have a wait list for quite a few of the vehicles that are available down there, and they'd love to talk to you. Let's talk about the Kia Carnival. They get a few of these in every month uh, down to the Kia dealership, and uh, Ernie tells us that uh, it's basically the upgrade from the Sedona minivan, but it's got a lot of major upgrades in it. It's a lot more technically sophisticated and still has the V6 in it, so you're going to get gasoline mileage probably averaging around 20, 21 miles a gallon. You'll hit 30 on the highway if you don't go as fast as Joe all the time, and you'll probably be in the teens most of the winter with your city driving, but just a wonderful V6 competitor to things like if you saw somebody in one of those luxury Chrysler Pacificas, this is an upgrade from that. The Kia Carnival, available at the Sunbury Motor Company, and specifically at their Kia dealership on Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, sunburymotors.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark 1-800-795-9565. I said to get this uh, to get to this, so I will. Uh, Mark, earlier in the week, you claimed President Trump had the largest deficit of any president. Where did you get your numbers? Barack Obama had a larger deficit in absolute dollars and dollars, and a bigger deficit in terms of percent than President Trump did. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me. President uh, Obama probably had about a seven trillion dollar deficit uh, budget. Uh, added to the national debt anyway over his whole period. I think $7 trillion comes over to mind. Eight years. Over eight years. And President Trump had almost that much over four. That's why I said, sort of at the current rate, President Trump was the biggest spender. Now, in in defense, every president has added a trillion dollars to the deficit over None the past of couple cut, years. Well, the last time it was cut, last time we had a balanced budget was Bill Clinton. All right. But, but still, the deficit went up during his overall eight-year term. So, um, but and, and to defend President Trump, if it weren't for the pandemic and the stimulus packages, his deficits would probably only be about two trillion, not 
about six or something. He was on the right path. I mean, I, I granted he was a pretty despicable person, but he was on the right path with respect to the running the country. Well, that's... You can't argue that much with that. Okay. <laughs> now that we got, we're stipulating that he's despicable, I think we're making progress with Joe. <laughs> All right, Cindy. Personally. Thank, thank personally, you. not professionally. I got gotcha. you. Thank you, Cindy. Thanks for waiting. Thanks no for problem. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. There are several things on my mind. One of them is, is this. First, let me say to Joe's issue about the school board. Listen, if they don't want to say the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, so be it. I, I'm not going to lose sleep over that. Joe. It's not like they're saying that's the case in the classroom. They're just saying they're not going to do it before meetings. But And the whole issue, I understand, is because they think the Pledge of Allegiance is racist? No, and it's so, a separation, no, no. violation of the separation of church and state. And I that see, it does not align with the district's diversity code. Okay, well, speaking of diversity codes, a school district in Minnesota, I believe it was, just codified a contract with their school teachers. Right. And let me ask you this question. If I insisted in a contract that it said that if people were going to be laid off, first we would lay off all the black people, would that be a racist thing to say? Sure would be, and what they did was racist, too. Right. I, if I said, well, 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 we'll lay off all the Asian people, would that be a racist thing to do? Yep. Seems to me. If I said, we'll lay off all the Hispanic people, would that be a racist thing to do? First, first we'll lay off Hispanic people, right? That would be racist. Totally unacceptable. Right, Mark? Uh, yes, but how about, uh, let me give you a for instance, in the middle of your for instance, uh, what if over the decades you had only hired whites, only a favored whites, you promoted whites, more and you had one or two blacks on the school board and including one that you hired very recently but up to now you'd only hired whites and so you have 300 whites and two blacks or three blacks now and it came time to budget time and you had to lay off and you, you had some sort of an interest in racial equity would you not lay off a white and Cindy is here to tell us I would lay off the least most qualified person, regardless of their race or their longevity. Sadly enough, that is not how union contracts right. yeah, have gone. That's not how that works. Union contracts have historically said last hired, first fired, right? Isn't that the magic phrase? Yep, that's my, it. My problem is that we should be seeking to retain competent teachers regardless of their gender or race. And let me raise this issue. I'm going to quote like off the top of my head, 75% of school teachers in America are women. So are you telling me that first we will, in this policy the school district has adopted, which is that minorities will be retained and majorities will be fired first, that then we'll get rid of the women? And isn't that misogynistic? I think, Cindy, I think the exact wording was underrepresented populations. Okay. So if you only have 70, 25% of the teachers are males and 75% are women, then aren't we going to lay off the women first and retain the males? And isn't that misogynistic? Isn't that a sexist, biased approach? Well, the whole thing's wrong, in my opinion. It is, because what we should really care about is not the gender or the race or the religious beliefs or the sexual behavior of these people. What we should care about is their qualifications and how well they teach children. 
That's what this is about. And when we turn everything, every decision that's made in government into something about race and race alone, we're making a terrible mistake as far as I'm concerned. Well, this is a form of affirmative action, right? Only sort of backwards using affirmative action to control your layoffs. Under the laws of the United States, it's illegal. And Cindy's absolutely right. (laughs) And we've had this conversation before. Remember that phrase that a lot of businesses put at the bottom of their information, the equal opportunity phrase, we will not use race, gender, sexual orientation, country of origin, yada, 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 and into qualifying people. And this is, an, a, this is an abrupt and stark reversal of that. So they're going to have to lay off women to favor men, and they're going to lay off the majority races in order to favor the minority races. And this just makes no sense to me. No sense at all. You could have, my son, when he was at Penn State, not, not that this applies at, at that university, but he took a Spanish course, was required to take a language course. He took a Spanish course. It was taught by a Russian immigrant who could not speak Spanish to save herself. They could not understand a word this woman was saying in Spanish and barely in English. And yet the university, for which we were paying thousands of dollars for this course, puts her up there as the teacher of this course. Well, it's hardly a surprise that the students defected from that course, transferred to other courses. That doesn't make the kids racist. It makes her unqualified to teach that course. All right, we got to get another caller. Give you the last word real quickly here, Cindy. It, you should be hired and fired based on real qualifications. All right, thank you. Real, measurable qualifications. A guy named Dr. Martin Luther King made that same argument for many years, and I suspect he's finding this one very hard to take. All right. Chris, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes, uh, the IRS agents, they aren't all going to be auditors. They're going to do uh, several things. uh, They want to get specialized enforcement equipment, uh, get rid of their antiquated systems of information. They're going to be hiring people to do that. And in the next 10 years, half the IRS agents, uh, employees, are due to retire. And so that's 40,000 right there. Since there's 80,000 employees now, that's that's 40,000 of of the 87,000 are going to be just replacements. So, and uh, the... yeah, it's totally idiotic not to to announce to try to pass, put in the law like Muser was doing that uh, we are never going to audit anybody earning less than four hundred thousand. That's 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 blank crazy. Then why did President Obama promise that? President Biden promised he didn't. that. Yes, he did. He did. They wouldn't change the percentage of people probably that they were doing now. They, they, they do a certain percentage from every income bracket, I believe, just to keep on track of things and have some, some of it's just by random rotation. Okay. What else? Uh, what else? Uh, yeah, Cheney voted with uh, Trump, I think it's 93% of the time, which is more than a lot of the pro-Trumpers voted with Trump. And also Trump's, Trump, it's 
think it might have increased the amount of the yearly deficit every year he was in. And with Obama, after the first big spending bills in the beginning because of the financial collapse, I think his decreased the last either six or four years. And his uh, the economy was increasing by the last year or two, I believe, uh, just about what Trump's was. So Trump's Trump's uh, economy wasn't that bad from what he inherited. It didn't he didn't improve it that much. Okay, Joe. And, it, and deficit, he was horrible. I mean, that's the time to cut the deficit when things are going good, right? Well, but some of President Trump's biggest deficits came in the stimulus packages at the end of his term during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, but the, it increased in the first two years, too. Right. Yep. The second definitely. two years was affected by the pandemic. He definitely yeah. overspent all the time he was I there. Agree. Not as bad as Barack Obama, but maybe at a higher rate, considering he only did it for four years. But the, the nonpartisan Joint Committee on Taxation uh, said that the administration's pledge is not true, that according to them, Americans making less than $10,000 per year would see a 0.3% tax hike starting in 2023, and starting in 2023, taxes would increase by $16.7 billion for Americans earning less than $200,000. So the administration is being disingenuous by making these claims. Which claims are that? That no one under $400,000 would see any increase in taxes? That no one under $400,000 would wouldn't be audited? Yeah, they didn't. I, I think that was, there wouldn't be an increase in, in, in uh, auditing people under $400,000. Not that they were eliminating it completely. Okay, well then let's take the Joint Committee on Taxation's estimate that the taxes on people earning less than $200,000 would go up $16.7 billion starting in 2023. That I haven't looked into, so I have no information on that. Okay. That wasn't one of the things I fact-checked or that was brought up before <laughs> that I heard. All right, what else you got? You're doing so I great. I really don't have any information on that. Keep up the good work. Anything else? Oh, well, the, the way the Republicans oh, <clears throat> have been phrasing it lately is all these, if, if they can come after Trump this way, they can come after you. <laughs> and they talk about the school board, the IRS, the, the Department of Justice going after the after school, uh, people who come to school board meetings. That was when they threaten the lives of members of the school board. Yeah. That part. And the, the, yeah, they're coming after you like they come after Trump if you take home secret documents with you, if you uh, try to overthrow an election. Yeah, they, come, they might come after you too. If you attack the Capitol, They'll come after you. Okay. Well, I think they aren't coming after you for anything else. 
I think first you have to stipulate that President Trump hasn't done any of those things. So once you have that suspension of disbelief going, the rest falls into place. Haven't done, haven't done what things? Any of those things. He didn't insurrect or lie or cheat or steal or keep or any of those bad things oh, you just named. Well, yeah, if you believe that. Well, you know, the Republican Party we has have to become go. more like the... <laughs> John Birch Society of late. Yep, well said. We got to hit the road. Thank you so much, yep. Chris. Really uh, appreciate your calls. Nobody remembers the John Birch Society anymore. All right. Well, I'm sure our next caller but does. The Birch John Society, folks do recall. That's an outhouse. Birch. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five with nice birch wood. Yes. Right. <laughs> Wonderful accoutrements. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English. What the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome on board. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Joe has been waiting an inordinately long time. Joe, Joseph, our caller from Milton. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Yes, uh, earlier you were talking about the separation of church and state there with the Pledge of Allegiance. I didn't hear all that. I don't think that's the what story, it is. No, it's, it's not inclusion. that. It's, it's North Dakota. Uh, Fargo, North Dakota school board is no longer, by a vote of 7 to 2, is going to stop saying the Pledge of Allegiance at school board meetings uh, because the use of the word under God did not align with the district's diversity code. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I wanted to comment on <clears throat> that, uh, what I feel is there should be a separation of church and state with the Pledge of Allegiance, because when you, uh, when I go into, and I visit a lot of churches, you always see the American flag up front, and then the Christian flag on one side, each side the altar, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I was in a Baptist church one time, and they all stood up, and of course I stood up with them, and they pledged their allegiance to the American flag, and then they turned and pledged their allegiance to the Christian flag. Now, of course, I stood to, uh, I stood to uh, honor what uh, at, I would not symbolically, and I could not, as a believer, symbolically put my hand over my heart and pledge my allegiance to the American flag. If I was in Hitler's Germany, I could not pledge my allegiance to the swastika. Or if I was in ancient Rome, I'm sure the believers did not pledge their allegiance to the Roman banner either. Here's my point in all this. You cannot serve two masters. So I cannot pledge my allegiance to any earthly kingdom, no matter how benevolent or evil that kingdom is, and serve the master because I'm a, I'm a representative of a heavenly kingdom. But you're not, and you're every not, Christian should feel that way because that's what the Bible teaches. Joseph, the Pledge of Allegiance isn't pledging fealty to a god. It's pledging allegiance to a country yes, that sustains you. To a state, you. to a government. But what I'm saying is I cannot do that because then I would have to... Uh, uh, 
say okay because that flag flies over abortion clinics and protects them. I would have to say my allegiance is for that. It is not. I'm against that, totally against it. And also, uh, according to the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, you can start a church up and worship Satan here in the United States, and the flag can they fly the flag of the United States. I, I cannot pledge my allegiance to any kingdom because I'm an ambassador of a heavenly kingdom. And every born-again believer, if they believe the Bible, they are ambassadors of a heavenly kingdom. We have a heavenly king, and we're looking for him to come back, not President Trump or any other president uh, in this world to save us or to give us a good life. Our king is in heaven, and our kingdom is there. But you're missing, you're missing the point of the Pledge of Allegiance. It's just saying that I, I'm glad to be a part of this country, and I'm going to put this country ahead of every other country. That's no, what I you're the just saying I have pledged my allegiance to this. To the United to the, States uh, of America. And all that stuff it stands for. I, I, I cannot do that uh, in any country, I'm saying. Well, you're because pledging uh, allegiance. Because I cannot be, be divided in my allegiance. My allegiance is to one person, one savior, not any human. But no one's asking you to believe. Earth. No one's asking you to believe the United States is your savior. All we're doing is pledging allegiance to the country that sustains us, gives us a place to live, protects us with its laws, even the laws we don't like protect somebody. You know, it's not asking you to say that the, this is the, the the second coming of the savior, as you call. Well, no, I'm just saying that I can't uh, divide my allegiance. You know what I'm saying? But no one's asking you to. Uh, I, you can, I, I you can, respect this country, and, and I, you know, I, I love this country, and, uh, but I, uh, you know, I just cannot. Are you loyal to this country? Pardon me? Are you loyal to this country? Oh, yes, I would. All right, then you have allegiance to this country. You pay taxes? You pay taxes? Oh, I think we lost him. Isn't that funny? Maybe he didn't like That's what we were asking him. No, okay. no, I think he had a glitch at his... I lead it, you know. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. I would not pledge and put my hand over my heart symbolically and say, I pledge my legion. i, I got to be careful what I say because I'm going to have to give an account for every every word that proceeds out of my mouth. Joe, to Joseph, do you have an American flag in your sanctuary? No siree. No siree. Okay, thank you. I would not fly an American flag or any flag. I would fly... A banner of my savior, you know what I mean, of his kingdom. But uh, and, I, and I, I, I love this country, and this is, you know, I wouldn't yeah, want to live in any other country do. that I know I of think so. on this earth. But, <laughs> do, we, do you uh, fly again, an American you know, flag? Do you fly an American flag on Memorial Day? Oh no, no, I don't. <laughs> so that the people who died to give you this freedom, that, that they don't count for anything. Oh, well said. Yeah, I was in the service too, you know. I was in the military. But didn't you I have to take? An oath? Didn't you have to take and, an oath? Uh, to of course, debate. I wasn't a born again believer then. Yes, I took an oath then too, uh, and I took up arms, which now I could not do. I mean, I could not kill a Russian or a German or. <laughs> but you took an oath. No, no, I did before I was a believer uh, in, uh, in the Army, you know, and I would have killed for this country, but I could not do that now as a born-again believer because uh, he that lived by the sword is going to perish by the sword. i got to love my enemies. I can't, I can't hate them. All right. We got I, you. Thank you so much, Joe. Th Joseph, thanks hey, for thank calling you. in. Yep. Thank yep, you. Appreciate the call. All right, Eric, stand by. we got to hit the break. Uh, read the uh, Charlie one, please. Charlie says there is a difference between the national debt and the deficit. 
Yep, I'm aware that. Yeah, one's the budget deficit, one's the accumulated debt in the U.S. And uh, Barack well, Obama deficit, was the, probably the worst. In the budget usually leads to an increase in the deficit. Right, and Barack Obama was probably the worst ever in two years, or in eight years, but uh, President Let's Trump was the worst ever in deficits in President in Obama's years. spending was profligate, and I think Joe Biden is out to outdo him. Mm, well, Joe's only going to be a four-year guy also. I bet but he, he probably won't, record. No, he won't outdo, unless he does another He'll break Trump's record trillion easily. dollar this or that, but he won't do another. I don't think there's another one down the pike. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the Republicans that are about to take over might have something to say about that even though they're not exactly spendthrift down there. All right, we got uh, two callers waiting, and we got a big email. We'd love to get to all of those in the near future. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable sales, Salespeople and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Back to the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show in response to Joseph, one of our listeners, says down here, Joe. Says if he likes this country, no. he, uh, if he lives this country. If he lives in, I think they meant. Okay, if he lives in this country, he should vote. Okay. And Eric from Port Traverton. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. And I'll just remind everyone that Joseph did not speak for all Christians, although he does profess to. Um, I'd like to talk no, a little bit about the uh, but anyway. about the Senate race. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm sorry, I was getting some feedback there. Uh, so currently, uh, it looks like the polls that Fetterman is now leading by 11 points, and that looks like that widened a little bit in the last week, and Shapiro is leading by 10 points, and that's also widening a little bit. Um, my concerns are still my concerns uh, with Mesmet Oz, and I know, Joe, you don't call him a carpetbagger, but isn't it fascinating that the <laughs> house and what? In New Jersey for 20 years. You've broken up. Um, we, didn't, we didn't hear what you said, Eric. I'm sorry. You broke up. You Say broke that up. last sentence about New Jersey. Sentence again. Okay, I'm sorry I'm on my cell. Uh, he has owned houses in uh, New Jersey for 20 years, Florida, and apparently three in Turkey, um, where he's still a citizen and did serve in their military, but never served in our military. And you're, you're, so quoting, again, you're quoting from an still the same. You're quoting from an ad run by Mr. Fetterman. I am also quoting from a, uh, you can look it up. Uh, let's see, this is 10live.com. It talks about his, uh, entitled, at least 100 million assets reported by PA Senate candidate. Okay. So, so you're, you're saying that he should 8. be ashamed of the fact that he was successful and made money. Meanwhile, the lieutenant governor was supported by his parents, lived with them for 40 years. 
You don't find that troubling? As he was served, as he was serving as a volunteer in uh, in Pennsylvania as as part of uh, AmeriCorps, which pays as you everyone should know almost nothing. He wasn't not doing anything, Joe. That you're insinuating that, then shame on you. He was serving. He was serving. He was serving his country by volunteering, which, as we know, doesn't pay much. I see. No. And Joe what was Medvedev doing at the same time? Oh, let's see. Well, he was serving in the in the uh, military over in uh, Turkey. He was. Uh, being a talk show host all the time living in New Jersey or California. He was apparently making a lot of money and buying houses in all over the place, but just fell in love with Pennsylvania because he, he's a true Pennsylvanian, right? And he only bought that house eight months ago, just in time to qualify to run for the Senate. All of which is 159% legal. Yes, not a Republican. Legal, but is it, is it right? Well, is it right? And Pen- apparently, Pennsylvanians are agreeing with me because uh, Fetterman is broadening uh, broadening his support, and ask, uh, ask Ben Oz is losing. Why don't you ask Hillary Clinton? She did the same thing in New York. Oh, I guess. We're I love it, Joe. I love it when you when you bring other states and things into this. I'm I'm born, raised, and love Pennsylvania, and concerned about Pennsylvania politics. Right. Oh, is about Pennsylvania and this area. Yeah, you keep wanting to drag in other countries. <laughs> Eric, we got to get the other callers. <laughs> Eric, go ahead and wrap up. We got to get some other callers going here. I just appreciate the opportunity to be back on, and uh, we'll see where these races go, and uh, <laughs> we'll try to stick to some uh, solid uh, statistics as we go forward instead of just yeah, and opinions maybe. about who and who is not a Christian. Hold and on. be sure to make sure Fetterman pays his taxes. All right. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for calling. <laughs> All right. Paul, you're next up. You get uh, three minutes and then one minute for one other person. Hello. Um, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I just want to, I, I agree with Joseph on many things, but I don't agree with his uh, position the, the, on the, the authority of government. Um, the Bible teaches in the Matthew passage, render under Caesar the things that are Caesar, render to God the things that are God's, that we are under two different spheres of authority. Uh, we have God's sphere of authority, and we have we have our governmental authority. And uh, the only time a Christian is obligated to reject the government authority is when the government is intruding into matters of conscience. And, uh, and, and But then, peacefully, you don't uh, violently you peacefully submit to the to the government, but you still obey God. But uh, uh, there's a, uh, cases of the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts that he claimed his Roman citizenship and the rights of his Roman citizenship. So he he was operating in the realm of his uh, uh, authority under under the government and. Uh, um, you know, he 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 wanted his rights as a Ro- he was a Roman citizen, and he uh, he claimed those rights in various places. There, I don't have all the specific passages, and you don't want to you know go read all that right no, now. No, but if Paul. you looked at in that the Book of Acts, uh, Paul Paul was not only the citizen of one kingdom; he was in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of Christ. But he was also a Roman Roman citizen, and he utilized the rights of a Roman citizen. So the the point that Joseph makes in not voting and all this stuff, he can do whatever he wants to, but that's not a proper understanding of what the Bible Bible teaches. And uh, 
uh, Christians have been patriots and working in this country, you know, ever since the founding of the of the country and so forth. And uh, they haven't rejected military service. They haven't rejected voting and other things like that. So. Um, He's just off on a tangent in that particular area. (laughs) Well, I believe he said the other day that the government was satanic or had satanic elements to it. So if you believe that the government's evil, then I guess you don't have any choice but to oppose it. He's right there. Yeah, well, um, you know, the the government here in America is we the people. And so that's what I uh, thought. (laughs) Christians ought to uh, get involved and uh, try to argue, argue their case. Uh, and and so forth. Yeah. Okay, well, we the people enough. are a little wound up. All right. Yeah, thank you yeah, so good much. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Have so a good much. day. You too, Paul. Cindy, you get 60 seconds. I just wanted to say that Brown University did a study, and the cost of the two wars of 9-11, $8 trillion to the American people. $8 trillion, and 900,000 people died. And how many U.S. servicemen and women died? Pardon me? How many U.S. men and women from the U.S. Armed oh, I don't, Forces? Oh, they don't have that. They're not being specific about that. Okay. But they killed more than 900,000 people, wow. which I'm sure a lot of that is the... Uh, it sticks in my head not about 6,000, Mark. Okay. About 6,000 Americans wow. died in between those two wars. Crazy. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. And no, neither of those countries ever attacked this country. Let's be clear. Neither of them did. That was... It was a boondoggle from the beginning to the end. Except Saudi so. Arabia, and they're our best friends all the way through. <laughs> Strange, isn't it? <laughs> Weird. Boggles the imagination. <laughs> 19 of the 21 attackers were from Saudi Arabia. 19 but, of the 21. But, but we Cindy, never held them accountable. My mind is made up. Do not confuse me with the facts, okay? Okay, sorry. Right, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for calling thank me. You. I'm switching to Republican. <laughs> all right. <laughs> See you tomorrow, and then we'll read this email coming down on me. For <laughs> 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 <But> what about itis? <laughs> well, I think you just basically read it. <laughs> Joe has a severe case of what about itis? But what about? Uh, yeah, I think the whole world's kind of gotten. But what about us? <laughs> this is WDK, okay, Sunbury.